Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. I always like to ask, was it a good day at church yesterday? Anybody get saved? Anybody walk the aisle? Any major decisions for the Lord? Church. Oh, what a great I look forward to it all week long to get there on Sunday and be with God's people and hear God's word proclaimed, whether I'm doing it or someone else. Get there when the doors are open. Church, a necessity. What in the world is going on? All the Democrats say the Republicans going to destroy America. And, uh, yeah, you know how that goes. Less than three weeks before Election Day now, voter interest has reached an all-time high for a midterm election. Could be the biggest turnout ever in American history. Isn't that something? With the majority of registered voters saying this election is more important to them than any of the past midterms. Now, why is that? 80% of the Democrats and Republicans believe the political opposition, the other guy, is going to pose a great threat, if not stop dead in their tracks, going to destroy the country as we know it today. And two-thirds, get this, two-thirds of reliable Democratic and Republican voters say they still support their party's political candidate, even if that person had a moral failing that wasn't consistent with their own values. And uh, if the guy's a moron... And uh, should never have been left out of the basement in the first place. <laughs> no, you know where I'm going, but it is just unbelievable, isn't it? Those are the major findings of a new national NBC poll, which shows a competitive contest for November and offers positive signs for both parties. How could the Democrats have anything positive to offer? Oh, my, where's my gun? Well, it's becoming more and more apparent. I said this before he ever ran for president. Joe Biden is not competent to be president. I had different thoughts, of course, but now it's coming out more and more every day. Representative Claudia Tenney, there from New York, joined the Sunday Morning Future to discuss President Joe Biden's cognitive abilities after his latest sit-down interview that has some critics wondering about his ability to serve this country. Tenney warned that the question is serious, arguing that he is not. He is not competent enough to be president of the United States after appearing to zone out again during an MSNBC interview this weekend. This guy is always zoning out. Well, this is disconcerting. Dateline, Columbus, Georgia, a 51-year-old pastor there on trial for several charges, including the rape of a minor, killed himself during the court recess. The deceased identified as Christopher Darren Smith, former pastor of the Word of Truth Outreach Ministries in Columbus, took his own life during a five-minute recess given by the judge during the trial before the last witness was to be heard. What on earth? Well, then, how about that uh, pastor down in uh, New Orleans, the Reverend Dr. Charles Southall III, executive pastor of the First Emmanuel Baptist Church in New Orleans. That's since 1989 he's been there. He pleaded guilty this past week before the United States District Court judge to money laundering and admitted to, well, defrauding donors there out of almost $900,000, money that was intended for the church. The proceeds were unlawfully obtained, says the government, from a wire fraud scheme that he created and. He said it was just a misunderstanding. 
the money was really meant for him. It just didn't sound like, okay. And talk about trouble, political trouble. Let's go across the pond here to London. Former Treasury Secretary Chief, that's Rishi Sunak, is set to become Britain's next prime minister. Never heard of the guy. He won the conservative leadership race today and now faces the huge task of stabilizing the party and the country at a time of economic and political turbulence. I guess Sunak will be Britain's first leader of color and the nation's third leader in the last 12 months. Isn't that something? More news right after this. Hey, we may travel 70 miles, 75 miles an hour in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. I have done that recently and not get caught by the police. We may not report cash income totally on our tax statement and fail to be summoned by the IRS. But you know, you can never fudge on God's word and avoid those consequences. God means what he says, and he says what he means. While the consequence of our sin will vary according to its nature, all sin, the Bible says, is hated by God. Unfortunately, because of the consequences of gossip at the office, that lustful look at the shopping mall, or that outburst of temper there in the house, that seems minor. We can develop a lifestyle of disobedience through it all. Although there may appear to be no repercussions, all sin will disrupt and interfere in your relationship to Jesus Christ. Our intimacy, what happens? It wanes. Our devotion flickers. Our sense of God's peace and joy and love will fade. Conversations with Him diminish. Above all, our hearts are not right with Him. The severest effect of sin is a dulling of your relationship with God. Hey, if you sinned against God, humbly acknowledge your sin now. Receive forgiveness and rekindle the heart of your salvation and intimacy with Jesus Christ. I mean, do it today. Well, here's one of those sin and demon stories. A renowned American musician underwent assisted suicide in September of this year, despite having no terminal illness. Anton Fier traveled to Switzerland, where he was killed at a facility because he felt like he had completed his life. According to the independent paper, Fier had a long and successful career in music, worked as a drummer, producer, band leader, and played alongside some notable and played alongside some notable musicians like Herbie Hancock and Michael Stipe and many more. Yet the New York Times reported he had battled with alcoholism, and he said, I, I don't care. I'm not going to live to be 35. Well, he did. He lived to be 66. Despite being relatively healthy, he seemed to suffer from ills that could have been addressed. The Times said he had financial woes, could no longer play music due to an injury to his wrist, had a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety. When he played music, he was a complete human being and couldn't do that. So he decided to end it all. He felt like he'd accomplished everything he could in life. Before his death, he had allegedly stopped drinking, though he was reportedly being hounded by creditors and had become completely suicidal. He followed through, took his life. How sad. The book of Psalms says, I will not die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. Suicide, that is the enemy. And he's excited, and so many others are over in the United Kingdom. This guy says, I pay for things by swiping my hand after having my bank card implanted under my skin. Allegedly the first to have that done. 
I've shared with you before, I went to a local grocery here two decades ago and was shocked the day that a man in a suit in front of me put all of his groceries, went through, and he waved his hand over the card reader and everything was paid for. I have, to this day, haven't gotten over that. So this guy's 20 years behind. So what were they doing back then and who was this guy and how did he have that? It was quite a shock for this preacher. So what else is happening? Well, the criminal tax fraud trial, demon-led, you need to get my message on the new America. The criminal tax fraud trial of the Trump Organization begins with jury selection today. And of course, uh, maybe they're going to raid his boat next or something. It's oh so evil what's happening in this country. The power grabbers. Elon Musk, torturous acquisition of Twitter. Is it ever going to happen? Hey, it's expected to be a done, a, a done deal by this Friday. Really, it's going to happen. Elon Musk will own Twitter. Illegal border crossings from Mexico to the United States hit a record high last fiscal year. Over 2 million. Can you imagine what has happened? An AI broke the record for the robot that can fold laundry the fastest. Artificial intelligence, it is scary. Ever heard of Dietrich Maktovich, the Austrian billionaire who co-founded Red Bull? Many people drink that and owned Red Bull's Formula One racing team. He died at only 78 years of age. Taylor Swift's Midnight broke Spotify's record for the most streamed album in a single day ever. Uh-huh. Those of you that are into uh, baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies going to face the Houston Astros in the World Series. And that begins on Friday. Our economy hangs in the balance. Well, business news, U.S. stocks are coming off their best week since the month of June, but it's probably not safe to start celebrating just yet. As a result of this year's market rout, individual investors' portfolios have tumbled 44% from the beginning of January through today. Okay, okay, quiz time. Uh, who is Anna May Wong? Today, the United States Mint will start shipping out quarters with the likeness of Chinese-American actress Anna May Wong, becoming the first piece of U.S. currency to feature an Asian-American person. It'll be on your quarter. Anna May Wong. Okay. Oh, and something else you didn't know. Happy Diwali. Do you know what that means? Hindus, Sikhs, Jains, Buddhists all around the world celebrating India's Festival of Lights today. And schools. It's an official holiday in New York City in what's a sign of growing recognition of this festival. Happy Diwali. Oh, boy. In other news, as they call it, Father Time catches up with all of it. How can you be a geezer in your 40s? They say this is, well, a really trying time for all of the sports geezer legends. It happened again yesterday. It was awful, wasn't it? There's the handsome Tom Brady aging a thousand years as he watches a perfect touchdown pass bonk helplessly off a wide receiver, 
open fingers. How did he drop that? LeBron James, surely wondering why he's not back in the driveway playing horse with his boys as he watches another Laker teammate, Russell Westbrook, brick another hopeless shot. And then there's Aaron Rodgers up there for Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers, exasperated, faced, pressed against the turf after the Packers lost to the unranked and lowly Washington Commanders. I suspect that one with Rodgers played out something like this. Hey, Aaron, do you need a hand? I just want to lie here a little longer. Did we really lose to these people? Oh, look, here's an earthworm. <laughs> That's funny. An overdue reckoning is here. The sad trombones are tromboning, and Father Time is in the bullpen warming up. Sports ageless icons are playing on borrowed time, and time's a-wasting. These guys are too good, too old, and too tired to play basketball and football. They spoiled us all, but it's time to say goodbye. Just a thought or two there. How much are those sneakers anyway? We old fogies think that it's absolutely insane what kids are paying for sneakers. Well, now here's... Here's the latest. Here's a $140 pair of white, pink, and green Nikes. And, uh, oh, you can finance them now. And rich people are even doing that. What is that all about? There's a company called Affirm now that's doing financing. And so you can buy these over the next six months, and the company will only charge you just $5. And people are saying, hey, with the flexibility of this, this is a great deal. So buy those Nikes and pay for them monthly over the next six months, and I keep saying it, we have lost our collective minds here. Thoughts from here, there, and everywhere? A million kids, I understand, want to clean up the earth, and a million parents would love it if it started with their bedroom. Lindsey Graham, the Salem witch trials had more due process than the latest Ukraine accusations. Now, more than ever, I think members of Congress need to be drug-tested. Maybe a breathalyzer test, too. Good advice here. Don't let anyone pressure you to say yes when the Holy Spirit within is telling you no. Wait on God. Well, my daughter called concerned about her daughter yesterday. There was a bee in her little shirt there and uh, stung her a couple of times. We have two kids that are highly allergic to bee stings. Wonder if it's passed down the line. It's scary. A single bee can be ignored, sure. But boy, when millions of them come together, even the bravest run in fear. The one thing the government fears is the day we stand together. Where's my Bible? Life 101 is next. Thoughts about being thankful. Are you? Right after this. I just can't quit talking or really can't say enough for Christian radio and how important it is getting the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And hey, they say 33% of those that listen to Christian radio are lost. So it's good to get that message out there. Yeah, we're preaching to the choir, but hey, there are people out there who need exactly what's being said here. And I don't know one Christian that can't receive help by listening to Christian radio. I know we're very grateful here at Hello World to be able to share news, information, comment, talk to you devotionally every day at this time. 
such a blessing. So again, thank you to this Christian radio station for carrying the broadcast. And thank you for those of you that are listening and telling others about the program and liking us on Facebook and going to the website, gregpatton.com and supporting us financially. And thank those churches that have allowed us to minister to their congregations. Well, I started a new series at the cross, well, last week actually, and then part two yesterday, Getting a Life. I think this is going to go into next year. I'm going to be sharing in all of that. Uh, we need to make some goals. What's your goal for Bible reading this week and prayer and serving God and then fellowshipping? Do you have some goals this week? I digressed for a moment yesterday and just uh, paused. Almost got emotional in thanksgiving to Almighty God. All the things he has done for me, all the blessings he pours out on me every day. And uh, got to tell you, I liked it. The congregation liked it. Have you thanked God recently for what he has given you? Why do you think I should praise God, give him thanks? First, you know what? We will have a heightened praise for the Lord Jesus Christ as we grow in our understanding of him. Think about people who perhaps consider themselves Christians. You're listening to the program right now, but you've never really learned much about the Bible. You may have learned a little bit about God, but you don't actually know him. Then it follows that these people have no idea why they should praise him. They have no understanding about the hope and the reassurance that he offers through his promises or the fact that he is 100% faithful to keep his word. But the better we know God, the more reasons we have to praise him. While reading the word of God, the scriptures, I will often gain an insight so exciting that I have to stop and thank the Lord for such a wonderful revelation about himself, or I, I talk to somebody about it. Whether it relates to his holiness, grace, power, or some other divine attribute, each new truth expands our understanding of how awesome and exciting our eternal God is. And as we get a bigger glimpse of his greatness, our prayers will naturally include more praising and less asking. I remember Pastor Marvin Troyer of the Good News Baptist Church in Cherubusco. We lived out there for quite some time while we were in evangelism, and we attended his church often, and I stopped by his office quite often. It was always exciting. When I would go into his office, he was fired up about something. He'd have Bibles laid out, commentaries, and he would just begin to preach to me. <laughs> I thought, Sunday, the people are really going to get it, and it's going to be good because this guy is excited about the things of God. That's so important. And you know, our praise for God will be elevated as we meditate on his glorious works and speak of them, both to the Lord and to other people. In the Psalms, David alluded to what the Lord had done in the earlier days. Psalm 148, verse 5 through 13, Psalm 146, Psalm 33, 6 through 9. He was exalting God for his mighty works of old and we ought to do likewise, and we can base our praise on any portion of Scripture. For instance, in Genesis chapter 1, we can thank God for creation. In the third chapter's tragic story of Adam and Eve's rebellion, we give praise for the bright hope of a promised Savior. In chapter 6, even though mankind's sin deserved, well, catastrophic judgment, we see God gracefully preserve one family through the flood and keep the Savior's line intact. No matter where you read in the Old or New Testament, the Lord's mighty works are evident, and you will find yourself praising Him for what He's done. 
you will also understand why Moses instructed the children of Israel to keep the story alive throughout all the generations. That's Exodus 12, 14, Exodus 13, 8. In that way, they would continually recognize the greatness of God's almighty deliverance and their thanksgiving and joy would just overflow. And we become more thankful when we make the conscious decision to spend more time praising God than petitioning Him. Many Christians have no trouble speaking to God and making their requests, but when it comes to listening, they often find it difficult to be quiet before God. To correct this imbalance, I recommend committing to a time of prayer in which you focus almost exclusively on praising God. My associate pastor does that a lot. I asked him what he prayed about recently. He said, you know, I was at it for two hours this morning, and I was just praising God. I love to do that. At first, you may wonder how you will think enough to fill those minutes of praise, but keep your Bible open. I'll assure you, once you get started thinking about the wonderful, infinite God and all that He has done, it will be easy to keep on thanking and worshiping Him. And the Lord will be pleased because what you're saying by your praise is this, God, who you are is more valuable than anything that I might want. And then you can lift the level of your praise by focusing on the Lord's grace in our lives. Every believer has been tremendously blessed by the unmerited yet freely given grace of God. Consider the many sins that God's forgiven and all the times He's warned you and all the times He's rescued you. What a motivation for praise. And think back to the moment in your salvation when God came into your life and changed your eternal destiny. How often do you praise Him for saving you and transforming your life? How often do you thank Him for dying an agonizing, brutal, horrible death in order to give you everlasting life? The more you dwell on the amazing love that made your salvation possible, the higher your praise soars. And what about His grace to you each day? Think about the times you've failed and you will thank God for His mercy, understanding, and His patience. He is patient. I'll say again, no matter what is currently going on in your life, we all have blessings, and God deserves our thanks, does He not? Do you consider yourself a grateful person? I pray that you do. Most of us will classify ourselves that way, especially at this time of year when we typically take inventory of all our life, all of this year. But listen honestly as you pray. Are you thanking Him, or are you requesting more things? Psalm 92.1, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. A lesson God has been trying to teach His children for a very long time. So why not add it to the list? I mean, you're going to read your Bible, you're going to pray today, you're going to serve mankind in some way, hopefully have some fellowship with other believers, and keep consistent in church and now, maybe this thing of being a little more thankful. We think about it this time of the year, coming up the fall and Thanksgiving. Let's do it. Thank you, Lord, 24-7. Well, many of you have it by now. You know that those who read and like my post on Facebook are, are happier people, are more intelligent people, and by and large are better looking than those who don't read my post. It's a study. I just <laughs> made up. <laughs> and I knew I'd have it happen sooner or later. I'm just going to stick around the house. I don't want to go out into public today. I have 
mood poisoning. <laughs> oh, I've had my say. Hey, that's it. Hello, world, for a Monday. Trust you had a great weekend and are looking forward to tackling this week, huh? Oh, I hope you are, my friend. Get in touch with us, Greg, Jerry, G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N, on Facebook. Be my friend. Like us there. Thank you very much. And that's the way it is. Monday, October 24th, 2022. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.